Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Watch the Film Podcast. My name is Scott. And I'm Steve. And we are going to come together each episode to bring you Watch the Film Podcast, where we take two films with a common thread, discuss them, dissect them, before finally deciding which of those films makes the ultimate watch list. Stephen, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you, Scott. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I mean, we've tried and failed to start this podcast <laughs> for about 25 minutes, haven't we? But we're doing okay now. We're, we're doing we're okay. Fa- we're well, finally this, rolling. This is the final cut, we hope. Yeah. yeah, so whatever this looks like now, we're just going to go with yeah, it, I think, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, the this podcast stuff, it looks a lot easier until you actually have to start speaking on mic, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's a work of art. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work of art, that's what we're calling it. Yeah. Um, so, my first question to you is, Stephen, how excited are you to be finally doing this? Very, very excited. Um, listened to podcasts for many years now, and I wanted to do one about four or five years, about five years ago, and I first suggested it to you then, and neither of us were in the right place or time to do it, so we certainly are now. I love watching films, I love talking about films, just, yeah, just very, very good interest of mine. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, so, as I said in the intro, we are going to take two films each episode with a thread, um, a common thread, and unpick them. So, we decided to pick four pairings each, so I wondered if you wanted, before we talk about this episode's pair, uh, you wanted just to tell us about a couple of the pairings that you picked, Stephen? Yeah, so you've picked this this episode. Uh, the next episode's going to be my pick, and I've gone for uh, Django Unchained and the the Departed. Can say it, the Departed. <laughs> um, two very good films by two very good di- directors. Um, the thread being in that would be the actor Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, so I and we'd go with that. Another one of my picks. Um, I picked the two Jordan Peele films, Us and Get Out, two excellent films. Can't wait for you to watch them. You've not seen I, either of those, have you? I've oh, you seen, have. seen Get Out. We went to see Get Out when it came out. You've not seen us. I've not seen us. Can't wait for um, you to watch that. And I can't find the DVD I've searched all over the house. <laughs> um, I think my wife's hid it on purpose because she <laughs> knows I'll be having nightmares over that one. So thanks for that, Scott. That's all right. Yep. <laughs> um, and before we talk about this episode's pair, tell me one more that you picked just so we know what's coming up. Yeah, so um, another one of mine is uh, Mission Impossible, the first one. And Carlito's Way, two very different films, uh, different genres, if you like, um, but directed by Brian De Palma. And they were set four years apart. He'd filmed them four years apart, but there's something... Well, I just want to sit and... I want you to watch them. <laughs> you just want to sit and watch films. I just want to sit and watch films, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I've not seen Carlito's Way, so I think, like I say, you picked some that I'd not seen and I picked some that you have really seen. Really excited so. about you watching that one. And... That we can sit and talk about them again. Yeah, you know, no, it'll yeah. be it'll be, be good. good. And good. there's some of the pairings in there that are, you know, people can really look forward to listening to us talking about. So yeah, further along the way, it's yeah. going yeah. to be exciting. So, so what's this this first episode? What what was your pick? So the first one I wanted to pick um, was a quiet place and Sicario. Um, the obvious thread between these two is Emily Blunt stars in them both. Um, I just really really like both of these films. I think the both. Very similar films in turn, even though they're quite different yeah, films yeah. In, in genre. I mean, Well, the, the, the good thing for me was I hadn't seen either of them. Yeah, you'd not seen either of them, yeah. so that was a really good lead-in, really. And I've, I saw Sicario when it came out, um, when it first came out at cinema, and I didn't see A Quiet Place at cinema, but I haven't seen A Quiet Place for a few years, so it was good to watch them both again Yeah, um, to, in preparation for this. Yeah. So yeah I, must, I, I must admit, I enjoyed watching them both, yeah. Yeah, no, it was good, it was good to see them both again. Yeah. Um, so I think what we'll do is, to start off, and we'll probably try and do this each week, um, I'd like you to give me a few facts and figures about these films and see what you've got for me. Right, okay then. Um, so we'll look at the budget then. For the, so 
I'm going to, well, I'm going to put it as a question to you, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep. So I've got the written down the budget for both films. Which film do you think had the biggest budget? Um, I'm going to say just, I think this one's quite easy. I think Sicario had the bigger budget out of these two. Yeah, you're right there. Yep. The, the the budget for Sicario was 30 million mm-hmm. and uh, A Quiet Place was 17 million, which when you see both right, films. Right, well, yeah. it is, but I had thought Sicario was probably a bit more than that. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, but, yeah. So that's fair, that's fair play. Okay. Yeah. And what do you think the both gross then? Um, what do you think was the bigger hit? The bigger hit, the bigger gross. I reckon a quiet place grossed more. Yeah, a, a quiet place. I'm going to have a guess. Oh, go on. Oh, go on. Was you going to no, tell no, me? Yeah, go on. Go on. You have a guess. I'm going to have a guess. Did uh, I bet a quiet place did more than two hundred mil? No, it didn't actually. It was right. 188 million gross. Okay, and that um, officially rules me out of ever being a factually correct <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> and uh, Sicario grossed 84 million. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so that didn't, didn't didn't do that much, yeah, did it? Yeah, yeah. So well, A Quiet Place was the bigger hit then, based on that. Yeah, that yeah. Made, that made yeah. more in comparison to what it spent. Yeah. yeah, but I think when you look at the style of the films, the way they're shot and everything, I think you probably know that, mm. don't you? Yeah, Quiet yeah. Place is a lot more of an intimate film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So any any scores from we we said before this that we maybe look at yeah IMDb so I think and... that's what we're going to try and do every week is look, uh, every episode even is we're going to look at what scores they get so um, we've gone with two hmm? reliable sources IMDb and Ooh, Rotten Tomatoes reliable sources that's a that's a well I think questionable one I think they're user aggregated aren't they so that's that's how reliable they can be I accept that yeah, yeah okay okay but <laughs> we'll go on then so what do you think scored higher out the two films um oof. I see. I think this will be an interesting one as well because they're both highly rated, aren't they? Um, I w- I'm going to hazard a guess. I'm going to say IMDb first. I reckon Sicario is higher rated on IMDb. Only just seven point six for Sicario and mm-hmm. seven point five for uh, for a Quiet Place. I mean, they're both decent scores, yeah, yeah, based yeah. on that. Yeah. But I'm going to switch it for Rotten Tomatoes. I reckon on Rotten Tomatoes. A Quiet Place has got the better score. Yeah, you're right. Ninety six percent for A Quiet Place. Redeemed yeah, myself. Yeah, redeemed on that himself. One. Yeah, ninety six percent for A Quiet Place. Ninety two percent. The audience score, however, what was Sicario again? Sorry, Sicario was ninety two percent, and A Quiet Place was ninety six percent. I mean, again, they're both pretty high. Yeah, so. yeah. But the audience score for um, Sicario was eighty five percent and eighty three percent for A Quiet Place. Ah, okay. So, so that I, what you what you will. Ah, but, well, I was meaning I was technically meaning the audience score. Then, so I was wrong. Oh, there, so. You are right. Okay. Then, so yeah. the critics yeah. one was higher for a quiet place. Yeah, I'm surprised at that because I I think Sicario gets critically quite talked about. Well, doesn't it? And yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I've got another fact for you. Yeah. Go on a little quiz, if you like. Right, go on then. So a quiz. Uh, we'll have a go. Yeah. Right. So can you, obviously you being a big Marvel fan. Well, we're both R- big Marvel rumor fans. Rumour has it, yeah. Rumour has it, yeah. <laughs> but can you tell me the the thread, if you like, or the connection okay. in Sicario to Marvel? Um, what, With the You might have to give me a little bit more. From personnel in it, like actors yeah. and stuff. Uh, well, Thanos is in Sicario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos himself, yeah. 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 Josh Brolin, yeah, obviously, Brolin. is in Sicario. Yeah. Um, he plays Thanos in the mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, anyone else? Um... Not off the top of my head. Ooh, right, go on then. I'll I'll, I'll fire them out for you. Go on then. So you got Josh Brolin. Oh, hang on, played... I do know. Oh, go on I then. don't know his name, but the kid from Get Out. Yep. He's in Daniel Kaluuya. Yep. He's in Black Panther. Yeah. He plays Wakabi. Yep. You've got Benico Del Toro's in 
quite a few of the films is the collector ah, i thought he was yeah, the collector. yeah yeah, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. yeah and then you've uh, so that's in the marvel cinematic universe then you've got in marvel tv shows if you like you've mm. got there was an actor in it called in sicario called maxim milano hernandez oh, which yeah, i didn't know he was to be honest yeah. <laughs> yeah i won't repeat that uh you played agent sitwell right and obviously john Bernthal, mm-hmm. who played the punisher of course yeah yeah, yeah. And Jane then from The Walking Dead, that's all I ever yeah, well, that's all I ever think of him as, yeah. Which I think he pretty much played that in this film, didn't he? Did. he? Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, the other thing as well I was going to bring up was Emily Blunt mm-hmm. uh, was originally cast as Black Widow. Oh, she was t- she really? Yeah, and she turned the part down. Well, so, there you go. There you go. What, like, originally cast? Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, she was actually yeah. cast it and she turned just... it down for, yeah, uh, right. I think she was filming something else at the time. Oh, what a career move that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but was it? Yeah. Um, well, She's yeah, not true, bad, I suppose, yes, yes, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, right. Okay, well, okay. thank you for those little facts and figures there, Stephen. Yeah, I'm not going to be the fat guy, but there you go. <laughs> fact guy. Fact guy. But, yeah, we'll get that right. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, so, the first thing I'm going to ask you then is, yeah. which of these films should we talk about first? Um, should we talk about Sicario? We can. We can talk about Sicario. So, I think what we'll do for each of these episodes is, I will just simply say to you, what did you think of Sicario? And you, you give me, in a paragraph, what your thoughts were, your initial feelings about the film, and then we can just take the conversation from there. So, Stephen, what did you think about Sicario? Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, I did enjoy it. I didn't... See, I watched the film, I enjoyed it. Then I went online and watched reviews for it. And the reviews for it were, like, breathtaking, gobsmacking, you know. They, they, were, you know, they, they were over the top, in my opinion. I thought it was a good film. I really did. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was as good as the reviews it received online. Now, that's just my opinion, my, my thoughts. But visually, I thought it was stunning. Uh, I thought it was gritty. Uh, the cinematography was fantastic for it. I'm not going to say it wasn't. Um, Can I jump in? Yeah, go on then. Because I don't think... I don't think Sicario is a film that you enjoy as such. I right, think there's, yeah. there's certain films, isn't there, that you watch, like, I'd, again, I'll, this is a bad example, but, like, take 12 Years a Slave, for instance. You watch that, that's not a film that you think, like, oh, we're going to we're, we're gather around and watch it. this, yeah, right? Yeah. I think Sicario is, like, the tone is so tense mm. throughout, and, like, you almost feel sorry for Emily Blunt's character because she's thrown into the middle of this yeah, yeah. undercover scheme kind of thing. But I don't think you watch the film and enjoy the actual film, i.e., like, the story. I think you appreciate, like you say, the the way it looks and the way it's put together and, and that kind of thing. So, sorry if that jumped in on what you're saying, but you no, write no, the, no, you're the right reviews you say, that, do really, yeah. really rate it, don't they? Yeah, you're right in what you say. I mean, it's it's typical of uh, Denis Villeneuve, the director. It's <laughs> I knew you'd pick me up on that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's typical of, of his films, the way the way it's shot. Um I mean it was the cinematography was by Roger Deakins, which he's done a lot of the Coen Brothers films, uh, Fargo, True Grit, things like that. So you know that style that you, you, you're going into straight away. Um you know what you're gonna be watching. I, I did enjoy it, it was good. There were scenes in it, it was slow slow at times, there were scenes in it that it that quite action packed scenes. Um, but there was a lot in between that wasn't. It, 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 it unraveled the story. It left you the the Emily Blunt's character, Kate Kate Mercer, I think she was called mm-hmm. in it. Uh, Mesa. She um, you was you was playing her role. You you was you was in the film with her, going along it. And as it was as she was finding out what was happening, you was too. You know, and and I like I say, I enjoyed it, but it, it started off as one film and ended as another. I thought. 
I think I don't even think Emily Blunt's the main character. I, I think she probably. No, I think cred- she was. I think she's credited as a main character, but I think the film itself is almost um, Del Toro's character's film. Well, that's what I mean. You, you start off with Emily Blunt as the main character, the main the main actress in it. Uh, actor, sorry. Um, her character is the the main star of the film, but partway through it becomes a Benico Del Toro. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, it starts, doesn't it, with Sicario means hitman yeah. in yeah. Mexican, yeah. and having like watched it again and knowing what happens and the way the story unfolds, I do think it is his film in in a way that, like you you know you you we joked about Thanos and Josh Brolin at the beginning, but. Uh, Infinity War is Thanos's film. Yeah, yeah. You know, from that point of view, even though we we want the heroes to win and that kind of thing, I think we go into Sicario seeing it as Emily Blunt's film. It's her character story, but I think she's just a pawn in what ultimately is Del Toro's story. Because for those, obviously, you've if you're coming into this podcast, by the way, we did mean to mention at the beginning that there will be spoilers <laughs> for yeah, all oh, these yeah. films. <laughs> so if you're watching this thinking it's going to be Emily Blunt's film, yeah. Um, but you know, if if you've not if you've not seen it. Um, Del Toro plays a hitman who it's it's all a bit shady. Well, we it? don't know who he so, plays at first. No, do you don't know. It's very see, undercover. This, and shady, this is where the, this this is uh, this is what I liked about the film and what I didn't like about the film. Right, so we okay. start off as um, I mean, it's following the the story of this adlistic FBI agent um, played by Emily Blunt, who goes who goes into the film, uh, who goes into it, and she's enlisted into a government task force, isn't she? Um, and it's escalating the war on drugs between US, the USA and, and Mexico. Um, by the time we get halfway through the film, or maybe 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 in the third act, it becomes a revenge film. It becomes Benico Del Toro's revenge film. And um, that's because this mysterious ca- character played by Del Toro, uh, I think his name was Alandro in the film, he comes into it. You're not really told who he is, what he is, um, until the till the second act, and then by the third act, like I say, it's it's become this revenge film, and that's you know, like I say, it was a good film. I enjoyed it, but where it started and where it ended, it it was two different films for me. Shot shot very well. Mm. Uh, cinematography fantastic. Music, I mean, the music was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the score, I think the turn that, like you said, you you are Emily Blunt's uh, yeah character. Right? Yeah, you're, you're, everything you're drawn everything into you're seeing in the film. She's seen, sorry, everything mm. she's seen in the film, you're seeing it. Mm. You're seeing it through her eyes. Um, the, I mean, the, there's, there's a say. Obviously, the spoilers all over this, isn't they? The scene where we're going through the bo- the Mexican border mm. is is fantastic. Um, and it's it's is that it's the about, traffic where they're all yeah. in the cars. Yeah. yeah, it's about ten min- ten minutes of film there where you know something. It's building up and building up. You know something's going to happen. When it does, you know it's fantastic. Mm. It's a, it's a good shootout. It's a good piece of of. Of cinema, mm-hmm. um, but then there's there's other parts of the film that just are. You know, I think I, yeah. I'll agree with that. I think it's, I think what it probably tried to do, didn't it? It tried to maybe like the shock and awe factor, which goes back to what I was saying that you do. It's not something to sit and enjoy. It's probably something to experience. Yeah, and like yeah, the start of the film. Yeah, yeah. Well, all like so all of it, like all those bits, all those yeah. pieces. Um, because like you've got the little narrative throughout of the Mexican officer, haven't you? The um, it was the drug mule essentially. That's right. The, yeah, yeah. The police policeman. Um, his journey is quite sad, isn't it? You see his family set up, and yeah, obviously he's he's maybe not done the best husband, and and the setup that he's got. But his son is wanting him to be that dad in his life, isn't he? And he, clearly, he is, yeah, he, he ends up dying. The the 
the officer. Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing here. Do, do you know what it reminded me of? I don't know if you've seen it, but Austin Powers International Man of Mystery, <laughs> where you've got Rob Lur. I'm sure it's the first film. It's got it's either the first film or the second film, and you've got Rob Lur as the henchman. Yeah. And you, I'm sure it's Rob Lur. It is. It's the it, you see this this henchman is is his life. You know, is um, see what he's like at home and his his wife and everything. And he he he, he just gets killed. It's just mm. a generic henchman that gets killed in a film. Not not like this, I suppose, but in some sense, yeah. And it just reminded me of that. That why did we need to see all that? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, why did you need to see all of that for just a character that just got killed in the film? I think you needed that, that character. I mean, in the but the, 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 the international man of mystery, and yeah. it's just so funny, you know. I think that way he was the vehicle to, like, literally, I'm figuratively, he was the vehicle to get him into the yeah the cartel yeah. in the end, wasn't yeah. it? The the way in. But just back to what you said about it's a a, a revenge story and all that. I genuinely think it is the Sicario. Is it's in the name, isn't it? The yeah. hit, the hitman. Yeah, the hitman. I yeah. think it is his story from start to finish. I just think she's obviously the key to it being legal, yeah. quote unquote legal. Um, it is. It's a revenge story, and his journey, Del Toro's journey, is to kill the people who killed his family, whatever that involves. And he's, you know, by proxy, a hitman is probably not bothered about what they have to yeah. do to do the yeah. job. But yeah, I think he. His end goal is to kill the people who killed his his family, yeah. and we just get caught in the the story that is this FBI, CIA dodgy dealings. Yeah, you know they want yeah. control of the drug cartel, don't they? And and they speak about that, don't they? That historically that was a thing yeah. that's broken down, and now they want that back. So yeah, I I think it's great. I really do think it's great. And my question is, I, I've got a couple of questions about yeah. these films. Okay. Here. So my th- first Sicario, I want you to think about this. Who's the bad guy in Sicario? I don't know. Okay. I don't Thanks know. Thanks for listening, yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking a no, moment out there just no, to think who, who is the bad guy. Um, I don't know. I don't think... Or you is could there, say is the cartel. There, the cartel well, yeah, of the James, bad guys. That question, I suppose, is there... Yeah. I mean, all right, yeah, daft question. The, the bad guys are the bad guys. But yeah. in terms of the narrative, is there a black and white good guy bad guy well no there isn't is there mm. and that's that's the problem I mean he, he, so what you've got is you've got um, Kate Mesa the FBI agent um, she she's got this high moral she she will not cross the line she will not cross the boundaries but at the end of the film and again spoilers all over this but at the end of the film she she's then at the point where she's got a gun on Benico Del Toro mm-hmm. she could shoot him she lets him go you know, after if, he's had a gun on her, yeah, to yeah. sign that it was all kosher. And yeah, legal. she's had to yeah, sign yeah. the paperwork to say it's all kosher. That you know everything they did was legal, which obviously it wasn't. Um, they pretty much used her, Josh, mm. Josh Brolin's. Oh, definitely. Well, you know, you, know, you know, suss yeah. that out at the beginning, don't you? When he, when she's called into the um, the meeting room, the boardroom, or whatever, in the yeah, the CIA yeah. or the FBI, whatever it is, and the dirt one, uh, what's he called from Get Out? Um, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, the dirt. Plays Reggie Wayne in the film. Yeah, yeah. the dirt. Is it Reggie? Do you say? Yeah, they don't want Reggie because he's green. He's he's switched on. He's well educated, and the, they've got a rough idea that he will morally probably not. Yeah. Stand for what's going on. Yeah. But the Susser out. Is she married? No. Has she got children? Oh, she's divorced. Has she got children? No. So straight well, away. The user basically. Yeah, the, 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 they've isolated yeah. a single person who the no yeah. can use throughout that journey to get what they want. And yes, yeah, so, so to answer my own question. I think, yeah, they're, they're probably in a good guy or a bad guy. 
I think they're all dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> Emily Blunt, if any, is the good guy, isn't she? Well, well who is... Uh, all right, then. Who is the bad guy? It would be... Uh, Matt Graver, who play, who's yeah. played by Josh Brolin. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the bad guy, but he's doing what he needs to do in his eyes to fight the war on... on Sounds very drugs. much like Infinity War, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Always comes back Bringing to Marvel. Bringing balance to yep. the cartel. <laughs> Right, just I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna a disclaimer: there, there will be a Marvel reference in every yeah, episode. We'll, we we'll get Marvel in there somewhere, <laughs> won't we? Um, so John Bernthal, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you? He played the uh, character Ted. Which another little fact for you there: he actually had a small cameo in it. And Denny Villeneuve, can't even say his name. He reviewed it. The director. <laughs> the director of the film uh, was so blown away by his part, what he played in the film, he actually found more budget to get him there for a bit longer. I think they had him uh, four or five days longer and, and wrote more into the into the script for him to, to appear in it longer. Um, what did you think to his character? Um, I'd, uh, to be honest with you, I forgot, I'd forgot about that little scene when I, when I watched it back. I thought it was it was good. It was it was different because you always have a romantic interest or a love interest or that kind of thing. And this obviously has not got a... This hasn't got that turn to it. But I did think that was going to be like the the comic relief or the, the the release for Emily Blunt's character. But the minute he pulled that band out of his pocket, yeah, it just you, drew you it knew, straight yeah. back into the See, the grit and the turn. And for me, you knew something was going to happen because um, Thanos, what got him? Matt Graver. <laughs> <laughs> Josh <Thanos>. Brolin. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? Podcast, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> Josh Brolin's character, um, Matt Graver. He said, don't go in the bank. Mm. Um in part way through the film, the the the, the caught somebody and they and he said don't go in the bank and she, and she that told dismissed you, him went into the bank and you knew straight away well somebody's going to come. Well, that us. told you tons about Emily Blunt's character Kate in yeah. that she wanted to use what they'd found for good and like we can yeah. we can take yeah. someone to account for what and was he going was on just and using that. Just he's to like, get no, this head, is just yeah. a big ruse. We yeah. don't, we're not really bothered about that. It's a bigger. There's a bigger yeah, girl. There's a bigger it? fish to fry. And um, and then the moment. Um, yeah, I'm cold as well. <laughs> the moment John Bernthal walked into the into the bar uh, as Ted, uh, straight away I thought, well, he's going to be a hitman. It's going to be something there. Um, now, I thought he played a good part, you know, supporting supporting cast there. You know, the, there's him and the, there's a few other people that you've seen in other other shows, TV shows and things like that. They, uh, Victor Garbo was in it. He, he played it well. Um but yeah, the, for me, when the moment he came into it, I thought, "Oh, here we go!" Yeah, and um, it was a good scene. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a point where he's on top of her, he's trying to kill her. Um, it, it was fantastic, and then obviously Alandro comes in. It was maybe a little bit convenient that he was there. But they used like, his bait, didn't they? Yeah, they I knew, mean, there was obviously and, and again the clocking it. They used her as bait, and at that point, she's like, "You know, you're using me." She mm. knew. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say that made me laugh out loud in this film which isn't a comedy by mm. any means but the only thing that made me laugh out loud in <laughs> this on, film riddle you, me this you, what you got me this you, one <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've got him in the back of the uh, back of the car and supposedly tortured him for information mm. and the, the Benico del Toro then uh, you know I'm going to torture you some more and puts his finger in his ear yeah. and he screams out in pain <laughs> oh, no, no, all this sort of thing doesn't he and that to me was just like what <laughs> Like, oh, is this, is this, is this how we talk? I did think, people? yeah, because you do not he'd, think that he'd was obviously stupid. had a good 
beat it up, hasn't he? He's yeah. bloodied and battered and then just, I'm going to stick my yeah. finger in your ear. <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. I'll go with that because, you know, at the end, um, when Del Toro kills the the family and yeah, in yeah. front of the guy yeah. who killed him, yeah. that was like horrific. And yeah, like it brought it back down, didn't it? Yeah. And that kind of thing. But you're right, when you compare... And, I, and to be honest, everything about Del Toro, apart from that bit in the back of the car, because yeah. the torture scene is horrific as well, isn't it? and all them. Yeah, things. definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bit bit silly that I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, I thought, I couldn't believe I was watching that bit. I thought, well, you know. So the the film itself, good mm. film. Like I said, the, and the music, um, I think it was Joe, is it Johan Johansson who does the music for it? Absolutely fantastic score for it. Mm. Um, but I don't think it all went together, in my opinion. No. So it was a okay. good film. That's... I enjoyed it. You know, and that's where I stand on To it. each their own, Stephen. You are, yep. we are all to each their own, yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously... We'd... I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with me. Yeah. <laughs> and probably argue with me over it. No, but I there mean, you go. No, that's no. just my opinion. You know, it's, yeah. Like I say, it's, it, it, from our standpoint, it's it's shown really well and it's the turn is really delivered and it's put together. Um, but it isn't... I don't think it's one of those films that you sit and you, you're on the edge of your seat like, I love this. It's it's an experience, I think. And it's it's dark and gritty and it's put across really well. Um, so, so the we next are, film. Well, just before we talk about oh, the next film, um, well, we can talk about both together. I feel both of these films, and we'll talk about this a bit more when we talk about A Quiet Place, but within the first five minutes, you're in the film. Yeah. Like, I felt the opening scene. Yeah, but you are with both, aren't you? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah but yeah. What, just about Sicario, I feel that opening scene is it's insane. It'd be wrong of us not to talk about the that scene where when they blow the holes in the wall and the bodies, but then the bit in the shed outside and you don't want them to cut Yeah, you the see all the lock. FBI agents throwing you know about something's going to happen. Somebody goes in the shed, blows them up. Big explosion, yeah, big trap, explosion. yeah. You, you, you know from the moment that film opens, mm. well, you know what to expect, yeah. But in the same sense, so can I, that's a nice little segue into A Quiet Place. For me, I was it was exactly the same with A Quiet Place. Mm. Before the title is even shown on the screen, it's thrown two things into a film that you don't usually see. Certainly... I mean, this this is a horror sci-fi film, if you like. But, you know, the first thing it's done is it's... And, and again, spoilers here. I hope I'm not, you know. But it, it, it's, the, kill, it's the killed a child. The spoilers card has yeah. been played now. Well, we'll, we'll, that's gone. Now. Yeah, <laughs> The first opening two minutes of a film... So we're officially onto A Quiet Place now. We're officially, we're officially onto A Quiet Place now. We'll talk about that. Okay. In the first two minutes of that film, it's killed a child. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. And... and I mean, not wow, that one. Yeah. Children be killed, you know. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. Okay then. Um, but the first thing it's done is it, 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 you know, it's it's killed a little boy in the film, and just for context, just for context, um, from the point of view that, again, because there might be people listening to this who's not seen it, so it's a some form of event has happened, and there's monsters or creatures, um. That have essentially taken over from yeah, the point yeah, of view yeah, that yeah sorry uh, uh, I mean a quick synopsis of the film yeah it's uh, uh, it's set in a post-apocalyptic world isn't it um, mm-hmm. and we start with a family who are forced to live in silence scavenging the local stores for supplies and um, we, we learn quickly don't we that um, any noise essentially alerts those creatures doesn't yeah, it that, yeah that, they're, they're basically the living in fear of monsters with ultra sensitive hearing that's, that's pretty much sums up the the, story, the start yeah. of the, the story. What what when we found that out, don't we? And um, the lad, the young boy, picks up a toy, doesn't he? And is yeah, he's there with his family. His sister sneaks it back to him, which that's a big pivotal thing in the yeah. role that the sister played. Yeah. So he picks up a toy that makes a noise, and the mum and the dad um, are very 
you can't have this, you can't have this, because we, obviously, they don't communicate wide to the boy because he's so young, but we know that bad things are going to happen if there's this yeah, sound. The, the speak, throughout, the, throughout this film, there's not a lot of dialogue in this film. Um, a lot of it is, obviously, um, it's done by sound language. Um, and the, obviously, they play that part, so the, you know, they the, the tell the, the, the smallest child that, um, they take the batteries out, they take the toy, they leave it on the side, they leave the batteries there, the little girl, his sister, the older sister, she picks up the toy, gives him it, and then they start to and walk out. And he sneaks the batteries, and doesn't he? he sneaks the batteries sneaks back, back in. in. Yeah. And as they're walking along, um, the little boy's at the end, mm. walking along in a line. I think they're walking over a bridge. Yeah, like a rail, Walking rail over a bridge, thing, right? yeah. And you, you just hear this noise. And they turn around, the old turn, well, they turn around, the, the little girl, we forgot to say, um, a character, Reagan, yep. the little girl in it. She's deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, as is the actress as is the actress Melissa Simmons I think it is all plays her mm-hmm. yeah um, she is as well which is fantastic casting um, and as the dad turns around the mum turns around the mum holds her hands over her mouth like you know you know mm-hmm. and, and the dad runs to try and save the child and the child's just stood there playing on the bridge and this as, you, as the dad's running you see this creature just pop up from in the woods, on the side. starts running towards it, and this is the the second thing that I mentioned. That there's, there's two things that this this film gives you in the first three minutes before the title of Quiet Place has come on the screen. We see the death of a child. We see the monster. We see the creature. So, like when you think about horror films, how many horror films have you seen where? Well, we see the we see it, but we but it's not it's not like glorified. It's not like. That's not the point, is it? The, the creature could be anything as such. Yeah, but you see right. a quick flash of this creature. Yeah, but, but how many? More... Yeah, but how many films have you seen? Like Alien, you go th- all the way through Alien before you see the actual mm. creature. Oh we, yeah, we, that, we're showing I mean. this the, like that. The point is that yeah. we were told straight away that there's this big bad. Yeah, you know the creature is there, and you see it again. You don't see it like it's up close. You're not seeing it in its mouth and all that stuff. Yeah, that comes yeah. later, doesn't it? Yeah, but the, you're shown straight away that there's this big bad that you've got to avoid. Yeah, it's not teased to you you know yeah. you're right yeah, I agree yeah. with you and, and it, that did two things for me that most horror films don't do mm. and I gasped at it I'm not going to lie I was like, <gasps> like you know obviously mm. as, a, as a parent you know it, it, it did it shocked me um, but I was in it, and it's it, not it, even it, like a MacGuffin is it so no it's no not like, it's not like it's been kidnapped and then by no. the end of the film it's a happy ending it's, it's like it's there it's yeah. gone it's, yeah. a, it's a really dark yeah. opening I, I, I thought it was I thought it was a very good film um, it drew me in straight away. So both films did. The, the, you know, straight away. Right, it set it all up. We know what to expect with it. Um, but that was, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. The, so let me jump there. in on a quiet place because yeah. some of the things that I'd noticed about a, a quiet place was, um, like the the world building in a quiet place is really really good. So like things like. Because um, we're brought into the story maybe around day four hundred and seventy, aren't we, or something yeah, like that of the of the actually, event? Uh, it's day four hundred and seventy-two. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Um, well, actually, like, that that instant happens in day eighty-nine, and then we fast oh, forward. Oh yeah, so to day it jumps forward a lot, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So even at day eighty-nine, though, see that kind of backs it up even more. So day eighty-nine, they've already laid like gravel or or not gravel because that'd have the adverse effects on it, but the, it's like sand. Yeah. Created sand paths throughout the street. Um, so when they come out of the, because the, it starts in a pharmacy, um, where they're, they're seeking drug medicine store, out yeah, or something, yeah, a drugstore, yeah. um, they've created like a path. When if you watch it back, that there's a clear path that they can yeah. walk on, and then later they've on, they've adapted in, to their environment. Yeah, already. and then yeah. later on in the film, um, they've created like 
they've sanded off patches where they can put the feet in the in one of the floors. You see, there's a clear coloured different yeah. colour on yeah, the floor. That's right, yeah. So I, I just really liked all that stuff. That it was clear that it it wasn't because like Sicario, for instance, could happen in any world. Yeah. Or in any you know civilization that we're in. Whereas this story had to happen in this world that was crafted. Yeah. And yeah. and they'd done such a good job of that. I thought it was really you could believe what was going on, even though it's you know sci-fi. Yeah, I, th- I I thought it was a really good film. It started off really well. Um, the scenes in it, again, Emily Blunt, you know, really, really acted really well in both films, as, you, as you'd as you expect. I think she acted better in A Quiet Place because, like you said, there's not a lot of dialogue, so you have to act. She had to perform differently, yeah. so you, yeah. you had to do it through expression. You had to do it through the way she, you use sign to interact with the characters, and then... You know that we'll get into it in a minute, but there's some of the scenes later on where she's really in a yeah. state of peril, and it had to be through different ways of expressing your emotion, just from through your voice or through your your sound. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was it was a fantastic film. I really did enjoy it. Um, I don't know what else to say about it really. <laughs> well, we've got lots to say. We've about got it. Lots I'll to ask say you a few about questions. It, yeah. About yeah. It. But just one thing I want to say about a quiet place as well. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed how. Certainly in the opening, it happens a few times later on in the film, but in the opening, when they're walking back from the, the pharmacy or the drugstore, it uh, singles in on each character's face. Yes. And yeah. you can hear like the bed sounds and things for all uh, the nature around, from all for all the characters apart from the girl. And whenever it squares in on the girl, it's silent. And you never you never hear like ambient noise, obviously, because she can't hear ambient noise. That's right, yeah. She's deaf. Yeah. And I thought that was awesome because it played a that, big part in the film, yeah, didn't it? Because yeah. a bit like a quite uh, a bit like Sicario, how um, when it when you're in the heart of the action, you're kind of like over the shoulder of Emily Blunt's character, or you're really intimate with what's going on. We didn't even talk about the tunnel scene in Sicario, mm. like the infrared stuff. But that yeah. kind of talk, I didn't like that. Did you not like that? No. Oh, I thought that was I thought it was quite good. But yeah. from the point of view that you're in it, you so you're like right over the shoulder of that person that really brought that home for this so that he, whenever you was focusing on hair you didn't hear the noise like the background noise because she wouldn't hear the background noise and that and then you could kind of understand what she was dealing with or she was doing in that scene I thought that was really cool yeah I really liked that directed by John Krasinski mm, who I didn't it. know was in the office didn't well yeah. I, I did know but I didn't know I didn't like kind of put two I've, and two together that yeah, was we, the same person yeah, I've, like, I've got a beard in this the same person at first, didn't realise yeah. the guy from the office had a beard <laughs> so I want to ask you in a quiet place, what was the scene? Because there's a lot of them. What was like the scene that made you think that made you like grimace or like gasp? Because there's tons of them. Right. I know you spoke a lot about the the scene at the beginning, but there's, there's so. I mean, I'll let you answer the question, then I'll talk yeah, yeah. about a few that I, that I think. But which, if any of the scenes had to make you think, oh my god, that was awful. Which, which is the one? There was a few scenes where I had my hands either over my mouth or like like biting over my mouth or biting my nails. Um, the nail. How how did you hold, hold your mouth and bite your nail at the same time? It's it's an art. It's a talent I've picked up many times through many films. <laughs> no, Go on, the nail. The nail. That, that's that that, that scene where we where yeah that nail. Now I'll say this: I didn't think she was going to stand on it. I thought. Oh, did you not? I you think it was like a bit of a girl was going to stand on it. Oh right, okay. Yeah, um, but that that bit with that nail, you knew it was going to be Home Alone style. Somebody was, somebody was standing <laughs> on that. Well, I thought they did it really good as well because like. She pulled it up, didn't she, in that time of yeah. crisis? And then it was a while before it came back into play. The moment that got pulled up, I you, mean, but yeah. Yeah, I still, I still kind of forgot about it a little no, I bit. Didn't. 
Did you yeah. did you there all along? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was expecting Marv, Home Alone style. Someone standing <laughs> on that nail and giving that scream. And she, she didn't scream. She, she didn't scream. Yeah. But that. But we me, all wanted to scream yeah. for her when she finally got the opportunity yeah. to scream. Yeah. As she's giving birth I was like, in a bath. I was holding like, my breath yeah. and she's giving birth in that bath. Yeah. And that creature was and coming she can't up the make stairs. A sound. Yeah. Uh, that was the other scene as well. That that there, when she was giving birth, the, as soon as the waters had broke, and then mm. she's walking down them stairs. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it now, look. Yeah. I liked, well, I liked it, it, it. That had that effect, I agree with, the, yeah. the nail. There was a few bits as well where you kind of really sensed the horror and despair that they were in in that film. Like right at the beginning when it like panned down and I think he'd put a hand on her stomach or she did and you realised she was pregnant. Yeah. You then immediately was thinking, oh God, that's horrendous set of circumstances to be in in that world. But then when it showed them crafting the the little oxygen tank thing yeah. for the baby yeah. and like how like horrible that was and st- stuff like that. I thought that was handled really well because there was they were obviously trying to live in this world. Um, like a lot of, to be fair, like a lot of post-apocalyptic things maybe don't show because like you think of a film like The Road, I thought it had a few yeah. like, similarities to The Road. Yeah. But then like, I know we're talking about films, but uh, The Last of Us, the game, which I know you're... I've only just started Steven's playing. recently joined the world of PlayStation, having, get, <laughs> having managed to grab himself a PlayStation 5. So he's got all these hits to catch up on. But The Last of Us is very similar to that. But the, yes, they're living in that world, but it's not a it's not a world of happiness as such. It's it's quite bleak. Yeah. I felt yeah, they were good. trying to they were trying to survive, but still trying to live. Like she was teaching the boy, wasn't she? And they were doing that. That's a good way of looking at it. Because when I, when I watched it, I thought, why would you try and bring a child into this world? Mm. I, I thought... Oh, why would you do that? But if you, the way you said that there, yeah. And yes. I think like, you know, I know there's a link in the film with uh, Shane from The Walking Dead, but in The Walking Dead, that often gets, it, The Walking is different because it's a TV show and they, they have to drag it out for long periods of time. But that does get knocked, doesn't it, from the point of view of like, no, the world wouldn't be like that. You wouldn't have societies and, and civilizations. You'd be surviving. Yeah. But I think they've tried to, in A Quiet Place, they've tried to live versus survive aren't they yeah and, uh, that, yeah yeah you're right you yeah know, from from yeah. that point of view yeah but and on the scene in the corn mill thing when it was like quicksand <laughs> you're like clawing for the lads to, yeah. to come back but it just the end of that like because obviously the just, just to just to bring it back to the story the daughter is obviously she's obviously beating herself up and guilty that she'd given the toy yeah. back to the boy she she felt like a dad didn't love her um, and I, i'll be honest i think I'm not saying he didn't, but I still think I think there's an undercurrent throughout it all that that it's still like it's almost the elephant in the room kind of thing because the mum's having Emily Blunt's characters having nightmares about it and yeah, yeah. it's still a and she's obviously the room his bedroom yeah. is still like it was and and it I mean I don't for one minute like you say think he didn't love the girl but it was probably down to the fact that she was distant from it all well, because she, she can't hear she yeah. doesn't appreciate what they're having to change. Maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of yeah. thing. So she, I, 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 she she was wrapped with guilt once she was yeah. a little girl. The dad was probably wrapped with guilt that he never got there. The yeah. mum was, the, 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 probably the whole family was thinking, well, why didn't we do this? Well, she questioned, she said, why didn't she, why wasn't that? I carrying him? And, what, you know, yeah. I had a spare hand and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but so, the ending... So where he he signs to her, doesn't he? I love you. I always loved you, and yeah, and then ultimately sacrificed himself. Sacrificed but again, himself for his children. Just... In a way that 
um, was so poignant and different than your standard, I'm going to try and kill the monster while you guys get away. Yeah. Because he didn't do that, did he? No. He wasn't trying to kill the monster. He was giving the monster something to eat, essentially to kill. Yeah. While they managed, while to, get they away. managed to get away. And it was it was so in, in thing. And that, that wasn't even the, the end of the, of the film, film as well. Well, no, true, no. yeah, because the, the, you know. there's more after that, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. But, yeah, because... And, and his, his gift to air at the end of it was... He created the device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we sort of knew, I don't know if you did, but, you know, you're watching it and you're thinking, well, there's some reason why this alien, you know, hearing device that she had, because it wasn't a hearing aid as such, was it? It was like a small device that she yeah. had in her, her ear. So that he um, he designed it so it could, it could pick up um, vibrations, yeah. and pick up sounds, and and every time the alien came nearer, it started sort of going out of its mind, didn't it? You mm. know, it, it was good in that sense that we knew there was something going to come later on in the film with, with that. I've never thought of this, and I might be wide of the mark on this one. I wonder if he was all along creating something that would, um, like something that would, um fight back against the alien or the creature yeah rather than trying to create her a device that'll no, help her no I don't think it was I, you think I he think, was trying to opposite. help I think he was trying to help her he was trying because he said she can't go down there didn't he yeah but I don't think he wanted to see what was down there because there no, was maybe a, not, yeah. if you think about it, there's news clippings on the wall see mm. there's, there was little things there that, that gave it away like if, if you actually go back and freeze frame it I think there's a news clipping there that says um a meteoroid mm. crashed, so we're like, ah, so led to believe, you know. Yeah, yeah, so I think there's little things like that. I don't think he wanted to see what he was doing for her. I'm gonna have a look because I reckon there's a theory behind that. I reckon he was. I reckon some someone has theorized that he maybe was trying to create a device that would help fight back, and that's why he didn't want it to go down. Nah, I think that, I don't. I think he was trying to help her. Maybe, but, but yeah, this is yeah, not so going to agree on everything, are we? It's um, an idea. Mm. but it, it was good um, that was his final gift to her wasn't it mm. and and then she obviously realised how much he loved her and, and, and that he sacrificed himself for her yeah it was it was it was a, it was such a, a sweet film in, um, a, in a horrible circumstance in a horrible yeah. world um, the creek like I say the creatures themselves um, I mean it, it was written by Directed and written by John Krasinski. Well, it was written by Brian Woods and Scott Beck, mm. um, and the screenplay by John, John Krasinski as well. Um, the creatures, I thought, were good. Mm. I thought that was a, a good design. Um, it was like something. It wasn't like anything we'd really seen before. It was a little bit, yeah, maybe yeah, a little yeah. bit alien. Mm. Um, in the facial side of it, yeah, think, in the yeah. style of it, maybe a little bit like that. The 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 fact that the sound was a little bit like tremors. Going back to like nineteen mm. ninety tremors, um, but again, it, it it was something different. It yeah. wasn't something. I don't think it was a rehash of either of those films. No. I don't think it was a rehash of anything else that we've ever seen before. It was something new, which in in modern cinema is is good. Oh, yeah, because you don't mm. tend to get that now, do you? No, no, no. And um, I mean, it was only out. What was it out? Two thousand eighteen. It's mm. only out a couple of years ago. So I did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film. Yeah, no, it, it was, was good. And then, as you say, the ending. Um, they return to the farm, don't they? And and the creatures have have invaded even more. Yeah. They've got, oh, yeah. There's only a few. So you're thinking, how are they going to get with this? They've only yeah. got three, aren't they, in their yeah. vicinity? Yeah. But yeah, and then the the girl discovers that the device hurts them. Yeah. And she amplifies it on the mic, and and then Emily Blunt's character kills one. Yeah. And then they hear the rest coming, and it the cock of the shotgun 
it ends on ends that. Doesn't the film, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, just before we wrap things up and, and well, talk about, can the, I just can I just oh, say you're probably going to say what I'm going to say. Well, go on. Go on. Well, all I was going to say was that film ended mm-hmm. and it left me wanting more. Yep. Sicario ended and it didn't. Yeah. I, th- I think for me, Sicario, I, th- I enjoyed it, but I think it, it should have been, I think it would have been better as a, a TV show. Okay. Um, I think it would have run better like that, where I think um, for a 90 minute film, A Quiet Place used its runtime perfectly. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, sorry, what was you going to say? Um, well, just from the point of view of where it goes from the end of those both of the films, because there's A Quiet Place 2 due out this year. That's right, February, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Obviously, with the situation in the world at the minute, that's bit, that got delayed, but I believe it is February this year. Yeah. And Sicario, there's a sequel to that already out. Sicario 2. So I will out. watch that, Just I've not seen it, but I will watch that just out of interest. That's not going to be on this podcast as one of the ones we no, compare, I don't no. think. But um, I'll be annoyed if you pick that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the trailer for A Quiet Place Two looks excellent. I'm really looking forward to to seeing that. I think that'll again, it's it's in a world that's been built so well, but it looks like it's going to explore what how it actually happened. It's going to do what well, every so. sequel does. It looks like it's going to expand it. Yeah. You're going to get more aliens, mm. more. Probably, obviously, more deaths because well, more there's a bigger cast as well from the world that's that you're now living in. Because it yeah. looks like there's different factions and stuff like that. that that's are out right. There. It's, it's, it's built it, like 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 most sequels do. It's building on what it's already set out in the first one. Um, it, it, you know, it does. It looks it looks fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I think it does anyway. Yeah. Okay, so we've deep dived ours best as we're going to into the if deep dive to the right term or whatever <laughs> we're gonna we've looked at we've indulged films. in both these movies haven't we we definitely sorry have. films i'm not calling them movies <laughs> films. <laughs> we've looked at both of them side by side yeah. um sir the time has come Stephen. what is the first film in your opinion because we might have different opinions so we might have to discuss it on on these episodes in your opinion, out of these two films, Sicario and A Quiet Place, which one makes the ultimate watch list? Well, I think it comes as no surprise from anything that I've just said. Um, it's going to be A Quiet Place. Um, um, I, I, I'm shocked. <laughs> no, I would have to agree. Sorry, what was you going to say? I, uh, no, I was just going to say, just simply because it, it, it gripped me more. Um, I enjoyed it more. It, it was... I mean, don't get me wrong, Sicario, I'm not saying it's a bad film. It is a good film. It's, in my opinion, it's it's slightly flawed in places. Um, I didn't think it was the masterpiece that other reviews and other, I mean, this isn't a review, but other podcasts, other reviews, other YouTube videos, things like that that I've seen uh, made it out to be a sensational film. I don't think it is. I do think it's flawed. But I do think there's some good performances in there. And I do think it's an enjoyable film. So I would recommend it to, to someone to watch. But I, if I was to pick out these two films, which were pitting these two two f- films against each other, A Quiet Place for me, there's just that, I don't know, maybe it's the family content that's there, mm. the, the family in peril. Maybe it's that, um, the style, the way it was shot, everything about it. I just, I just yeah, I, yeah, just I would really agree. enjoyed it. I think yeah. I, I think Sicario's good. I do, I do think Sicario's good. And, and like I say, I think it's good as a, as an experience, as a snapshot into that kind of world, whereas yes. I think a quiet place yeah. is a it's a good story. It's 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 something that, like you say, the family aspect of it is quite relatable, and and you picture yourself in that scenario. But I do, I, I fully agree. Out, out the two of them, a quiet place definitely makes the cut, and officially is the first pick 
on the ultimate this watch is good. list. This is good. So the first yeah. pick on Watch the Film Podcast for the watch list is A Quiet Place. And I think I think what we'll probably do is we'll do all eight episodes where we pick what makes the watch list. And then the ninth episode, the final one of the first season, if you like, will probably be to rank the watch oh, list. Now this our, is going to be good. Our own personal ranking of it and what we think is like start to finish. But we won't worry about that yet. Cause, yeah, you know, well, it early days, isn't it? It took us five and a half one. years to record the first episode. <laughs> But it's um, only done take five and a half years to yeah, do the Yeah, it takes five and a half years yeah. for the next one. So there we go. A Quiet Place is the official first pick on our watch list. Yes. What is episode two, Stephen? So episode two, we have got Django Unchained and we've got The Departed. And the common thread there is the films of Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, I'm looking forward to watching both of those again. Yep. Um, so before we sign off, where can you find Watch the Film Podcast, Stephen? On all major podcast providers. Excellent. And if you want to follow us on social media, so on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, just search for Watch the Film Pod. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. We've had good fun doing it. We certainly have. It's been uh, it's been entertaining. And we'll hopefully have you tuning in next time. Yep. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. <laughs>